1: Welcome back to Real Presence Live on a Thursday. Father James Gross joined by Father Jason Leffer, uh, priest of the Diocese of Fargo. By the way, the, uh, the, the the reading for the gospel today, this is the one place where I kind of have a quarrel with the translation that we use, in the New American Bible. Jesus is quoting from the book of Isaiah, and at one point he says, Gross is the heart of this people. <laughs> I beg your pardon. <laughs> well, no, wait a minute, that can have a positive and a negative connotation. Which. <laughs> Who said it has to be negative? Th- <laughs> Thanks a lot. Thank you, Father. That's a, for your valiant effort there. But
2: <laughs> you know, okay. And another confusion that happens here is uh, th- this Sunday. Yes. I mean they're they're expecting a lot out of us, where we, we have we need to present uh, uh, grandparents. The Holy Father is always stressing the grandparents. This has been a big theme. A day this,
1: for this, the grandparents and elderly this in, coming Sunday. And, yes.
2: things there, and then it's also uh, national or NFP awareness week officially too and i i was thinking you know we're, we're playing a dangerous game here with these two messages where we people might get the idea that we're expecting uh, our grandparents to uh start bringing forth more children and like like if you think
1: of the famous couples in the <laughs> like sarah and and elizabeth right. they're, they're and john well, the baptist in their 90s you know they were
2: bringing <laughs> so I, you know, we should probably clarify with our listeners that we we don't have an expectation
1: of yeah we, we
2: expect our grandparents to be fruitful right. in a
1: way that they can be fruitful each of those are in their respective <laughs> lane you might say well we are about to launch into nfp awareness week and we wanted to speak with someone who has a lot of experience personally and kind of in a formal way with a working with couples about nfp and marissa dupong is joining us welcome to real presence live
3: oh thank you father it's a pleasure to be here
1: It is great to have you here, and uh, I guess the very first thing that we wanted to ask about, and uh, I hope we're not being uh, too intrusive about this, but um, uh, a dear sister-in-law of yours uh, came into the news, at least around the area, earlier this summer, if you could just kind of share with us uh, the good news that uh, you guys received, and I'm I'm curious to uh, know, uh, were you aware of what the Diocese of Bismarck was doing with regard to Michelle's cause uh, before the announcement at the focus uh, mass or how did that unfold for you guys.
3: Yeah, it's it's been a really crazy time since that was announced. Um we obviously are so overjoyed and, and feel so honored. Um yeah, feel just so honored to have known Michelle in her lifetime and like uh hope that her work and on earth can continue to bring souls to heaven through her death and uh, yeah we're just we're so overjoyed. We we did know, um, I know Bishop Kagan had talked with Marianne and Ken, um, at one point, um, about his, his intention to look into it, kind of. Um, but before the formal announcement, uh, we were not given like a heads up that he was okay. going to announce it. <laughs>
2: What so, did, so, just out of curiosity, because I, you know, I've got a holy brother and sister too, but I doubt in my lifetime I'm going to hear some bishop say that, "Hey, my sister-in-law or my brother-in-law is going to yeah. be." Can I, what? What? How, how? How do you receive that? How does it affect you when you hear this word?
3: It's so beyond, right? I mean, it's just beyond because we all know and love. Michelle, right? And we know that she was a child of God, and we know that she loved Jesus above all else, and we we know that she's in heaven. Like, if she doesn't make it to heaven, right, like, there's no <laughs> whole cookie, you know? <laughs> 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 like, we know she's with Jesus. Like, we know that. And But so for to hear a bishop explain it, or even Monsignor Shea's, like, really intense introduction to Bishop's announcement... <laughs> Yeah. Was like, wow! I feel emotions that I didn't really like put into thought prior to that moment because it just who thinks that's going to happen? <laughs> you know, like, sure. who thinks who thinks that? Because everybody, you know, has someone that they love and cherish and who dies, and yeah, you, know, you and can not know not who like, they love.
2: yeah, not only that, yeah. but I mean, if you think about it, you, from the time you're little. Child and conscious, and all the way through your adult, you, when you talk about the saints, which we all have our strong devotions to them and so forth, or yeah. you hear all these stories about different canonization processes and what went through and the miracles yeah. and all that, you know, that's what, it's something out there. It's like no matter how close or intimate you are with this particular saint or story. It's always out there. It happened some time ago, some land ago, some long, you know, thing ago. I might meet them one day, uh, far off, distant future. So for it to be so close and personal, it, it's just kind of overwhelming, I yeah. think.
3: Yeah, it's just a, it's a, it's a lot to think about. Or, like, to think about, like, guys, seriously, we were blessed to be at her bedside when she passed. Like, mm-hmm. her whole family was there. Can you imagine? Like, if she's she's canonized saints, like, I was at the bedside of a saint as she passed from being in front of me to being in front of Jesus.
1: Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) it's almost too much, almost, yeah, almost too much to consider. Now, as we're going to be yeah, and and certainly our prayers go out uh, to to uh, your family and uh, in the uh, in conjunction with the cause that has been introduced through the Diocese of Bismarck. Um, I'm half expecting to hear uh, kiddos horsing around in the background there, so I don't know if they're in within uh, within earshot, but uh, whether they are or not, uh, I- tell us a little bit about uh, your own family.
3: Yeah. So yeah, Jeff uh, Michelle's brother Jeff and I have been married for. Uh, Six and a half years, and uh, Michelle would have been the first to tell you that I was her friend first. So I think that's important to know. (laughs) Uh
1: huh. Okay, you set the record straight.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Um, So yeah, Jeff and I have been really blessed. We have three boys. Um, So Declan is five and a half. Uh, Patrick is four and a half, and then Leo is he just turned three. So. Uh, it is usually a little bit of a rambunctious household, but I am blessed to be on my own this morning. <laughs>
2: <laughs> they, they, they they agreed to give you five minute reprieve, right?
3: Yeah, <laughs> no, that's it though. Wait, just wait. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. we have we have a very busy little. Um, I don't know what to call it. <laughs> like crazy, it's just crazy. It's just like a wrestling match, twenty four <laughs> seven.
2: You know, Marissa, so we, we are going to get into all things NFP in a moment, but we had a segment earlier where we were talking about marriage prep and and, and, and that kind of a thing. And we would love to hear any stories, anecdotes, what, what what worked well in your marriage prep and what maybe could have been better or something. Or what, what, what could you tell us about the Holy Father? And I was trying to emphasize, like, renewal of that marriage prep process and so forth, which NFP is at the heart of it. But what, I mean, can you just give our listeners some concept of, What's a good marriage prep from your perspective? What works well and what maybe could be better?
3: We had a really beautiful marriage prep process for Jeff and I. Um, Our parish has like a sponsor couple program. Um, Mm -hmm. And so we met with uh, this really, really wonderful couple who actually meshed with us very well. Their personalities were similar, so we actually got to talk through a lot of realities of marriage when you're a person, when you're marrying someone that's kind of your compliment, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And then we met with our pastor for the spiritual aspect, and uh, we ended up meeting with a counselor for the psychological aspect, um, because my husband had been annulled previously, and so I thought that was like, very very good too um because she worked with both of us and how you know we really it really felt like we were analyzing our relationship and working through it on all the fronts right emotionally physically like the kind of concrete realities of life and is this really what god's calling us to and it, i really enjoyed our marriage process
1: good deal Many of us uh, as priests in the diocese came to know um, you at least a little bit um, prior to your marriage during a a brief stint of your working in the diocese, and I'm assuming around that same time you really started to uh, invest in understanding and and kind of exploring what NFP means. So could you just uh, give us a little orientation of your own uh, journey, maybe in terms of um, learning about NFP and incorporating it into your life?
3: Yeah, so when I was in college, that's when y'all do the body, like, kind of hit the scene, if you will, is when it became kind of popular in the in the diocese. And so, really, that helped me just think about how important it is to tell the truth with my body, right? That my body portrays portrays something, and that made it a really natural transition to to wanting to learn about natural family planning. And a lot of women young women that I knew had that same desire, even though none of us were in, you know, dating or marriage relationships. Um, And so, yeah, Rochelle Savageau had asked me if I wanted to take the course to become an instructor and to, of course, teach couples preparing for marriage, but also to kind of start a women's outreach so that these young women could learn about their cycle. These young women could tell, you know, um, if they were healthy or if they were not, you know, could,
2: could you expound a little bit more? I think it's so important to when, when you say that your your body witnesses to the truth. What, what what do you mean by that, Marissa?
3: Yeah. So I think I think what we I had been told as a teenager um, and I didn't grow up Catholic, so I didn't grow up with any sort of religion. But I, what the culture had told me is that I could do whatever I wanted with my body, um, and that it, there weren't any consequences to that. And so it was a kind of a really big reality for me to learn that I was created in a certain way for a certain purpose. And when I, when I took action with my body, that that meant something and whether that would be in day to day life, when I was, you know, mean or aggressive to people or if it would be like very you know, privately in a in a sexual manner. All of the actions that I take with my body have a have a purpose and a meaning. And so it was a weird it was a very weird and like eye opening time for me to learn that it's like faith isn't just a mental thing, um, but that it it was a physical thing as well. Like my body had a purpose and a meaning. And so yeah, it was a big part of, like, coming to know Jesus and coming to understand his His call for us all. It's you know, as,
2: you, as you're describing that, it makes me think of, like, how, you know, all the people in the streets say, uh, it's my body, you can't tell me what to do. I can do anything I want with my body. And then you hear Christ saying, this is my body given up mm-hmm. for you, you know, and the yeah. complete polarity of that.
3: Yeah, totally. And there's, it almost has this, like, well, the dichotomy is obvious, right? But then also, like the reality when you really think about it, like even if this is my body, because God did give me this body as a woman, right? Like I have this body, but what's the purpose of it? Like, why did He give it to me, and what should I be using it for? Yeah. Uh, yeah so it's just it's it, it's kind of you. You can keep the two things on the on the end of the spectrum. Or you can, yeah, bring them together. Like, hopefully, we, like, yeah, we have our bodies, and what are we using it for? Yep, exactly.
1: (laughs) Well, we're going to step away just for a quick break. But when we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Marissa Dupong. And we're especially going to dive into the lifestyle of natural family planning and things that maybe uh, she and her husband have noticed in their own relationship as well as working with others about the great gift that this is uh, within the church. And uh, we'll be back right after this. You're listening to Real Presence Live.
0: Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network.
1: S.J. Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides quality machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, S.J. Machine strives to understand and meet your production needs. Prototype to production, working together toward success. SJ Machine can be reached at 701 347 0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network.
4: Have you ever worried about someone's salvation, especially one who died by suicide? I'm Father Chris Aylar. Sometimes the state of their soul seems to cause us fear for their eternal fate. They die in what seems to be a hopeless state of sin and unrepentance. However, Jesus says in 1698 of the Diary of St. Faustina that what looks hopeless to us is in fact not so. He says that many times the soul illuminated by a ray of his final grace turns to him in the last moment to receive complete forgiveness of all sin and punishment, although we see no external signs of this. Wow. We can see why Jesus said that divine mercy is mankind's last hope of salvation. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help.
2: God made you for a purpose. He made you to accomplish some great work. What did he make you for? What were you really made to do? Realize your vocation with a degree designed for the Catholic professional. The University of Mary offers online undergraduate and graduate degrees steeped in the Catholic intellectual tradition. Start today in business, nursing, bioethics, education, counseling, applied theology, and more at catholicprofessional.life.
0: You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join in the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now,
1: back to the show. Welcome back, everyone, to our final segment of uh, Real Presence Live for a Thursday. Father Jason Leffer joining me, Father James Gross, priests from the Diocese of Fargo. Thank you so much for taking this time uh, to tune in today. And uh, as we are visiting with Marissa Dupong and uh, looking ahead to NFP Awareness Week, which be, we begins this coming weekend. Yeah, so Father Gross is giving me the signal here because I, I was teasing a little bit off the air. In their. In
2: our programming notes that we we received this word appears like three times and the word is misconception misconception about natural family planning misconception about understanding Mm -hmm. and i I couldn't i don't know if it was intentional unconscious or what have you but i realized oh my gosh look at the play in the words there because so much about uh natural family planning has to do with people who struggle with infertility and their their great desires to actually have a fruitful conception of new life and so and Mm -hmm. i think the world we're talking off air marissa about People's misconceptions about how God created our bodies and are not agreeing with the limitations, and so then becoming angry instead of being reconciled to who we are, so that the freedom and the, the more new, the fullness of life can come to who God creates you to be. But could, could you take us on kind of a deep dive here about natural family planning and what does a life lived well with it? What does it look like, and the challenges and the uh, the, the goodness that that comes with it?
3: Yeah, I think natural family planning very quickly will help you realize as a couple um, that we're not 100% in control, right? Like a lot of the family planning methods that are popular in the in the secular culture would um, kind of tout control, like do this and you will definitely not get pregnant or do this and this will happen. Well, in natural family planning, it's still, it's still science and there's a lot of... Uh, Beautiful truth about it. Science that explains what God created. It'll help us understand the way our bodies work. But there's limitations in that. So there's times when you're fertile and there's times when you're likely unfertile. Um, and there's times when it's kind of a gray area. And so as a couple, you get to use the knowledge to determine, like, is this a good time to attempt to achieve pregnancy? And that might not work. You might attempt to achieve pregnancy, and it might not work.
2: Uh, you you know, might one, be in a the, where you need to, go ahead. Well, I said, One of the aspects, when I work with pre-marriage couples, has to do this transition from her cycle to your cycle, meaning the couple cycle. How, how important mm-hmm. is... a a life of natural family planning, how important is it that the man is tuned in? And I like in my couples, I require the man to actually have the chart or be the one who pursues the woman each day for sign of fertility. I, I, apart from that, and you know, quickly, once they do that, they, he quickly identifies and starts thinking through his wife and their fertility that it's not, she's not there to reward him or punish him. It's not a competitive thing, right. but it's an identity thing. They're in it together. Can, can you speak to that aspect of it?
3: Yeah, yes, yeah, completely because it, I think a lot of times women think that it's going to be on their shoulders and the reality is is a couple is monitoring her body for signs and symptoms of fertility but it has to be an all in effort from both because otherwise it does become kind of this very weird one sided like she gives the green light that is you know an infertile time or a fertile time you know depending on the intention of the couple and that's not how marriage should be, right? The two of you need to come, or like for for my my husband and I, like we have to decide together. You know, what is the information telling us, uh, and what do we feel like God's plan is for our life right now? And we can we have to have that discussion and have that intentionality. And that's kind of the beauty of it too, because. You know, if a woman's just taking a pill or whatnot and kind of shutting down her naturally occurring health and vitality, then it is on the woman. Like the woman's taking the pill, her body's suffering, and but she's not going to create a child at this time, or or her body will get rid of it if she does create a child. Uh, but if it's natural family planning, like you're having this discussion multiple times within each cycle, like what is God calling us to? Are we are we needing to avoid for a very serious reason? Are we trying to postpone just for health reasons or whatever? Um, or are we really trying to achieve? And what does that look like? Because even if we're trying to achieve, we can't be centered just on the act of trying to achieve a child. Because, you know, intercourse has to that dual bar of, of procreating, but also marital intimacy and like the bond of, of husband and wife and so
2: you if know, you I, ever like disrupt it and it's not working i you know i always like to to my couples when we're getting into this kind of thing i always say like you know here's an example to demonstrate this Let, let's say the man comes home one day and he's saying hey honey I'm, I'm feeling kind of frisky could we be intimate or whatever And i always ask the woman do you know what the appropriate response to that is look him in the eyes and say i don't know can we in, in other words, I'm not here to reward you. I'm not here to punish you. We're in this together, and it's exactly what you just described, Marissa, about it, it's, an, it's an intimate dialogue that happens between the bridegroom and the bride about mm-hmm. the unitive and procreative aspects, which neither neither one is there to punish. They're, they're there to bless and to bring joy. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, and even, even taking joy in the times where we are called to abstain. Like, we had three children very quickly, and we were very blessed, and we were very happy to do that. But after our third, we thought we, we knew we needed to, to not, uh, have a pregnancy for a while, physically, for myself, and mentally, right, for, <laughs> for each other. Um, and so, and so we knew we needed to avoid, and like, there's a lot of abstinence in that, and, Does that mean that we don't love each other? Does that mean that one of us is angry because we're abstaining? No, it's a choice that we have to make together, and what are we going to do about that? Like, how are we going to use that and make it a fruitful time? Um, And that's not to say we're not human and there's frustrations. I'm sure everybody has frustrations, but you can still have a fruitful time in, in that period for your marriage and your family.
1: Well, sadly, we are just coming down to the last few seconds of this segment, and we could have spent a lot more time with you and discussing these things, Marissa. Just uh, quickly, if you could um, share maybe like, uh, you know, just one or two um, examples. Um, are there couples that uh, you have uh, journeyed with, worked with, where you've really seen um, maybe, if not a conversion, just kind of an opening of their eyes and, uh, and, a, and a real commitment uh, to Christ uh, deepened during the course of NFP?
3: Yeah, I haven't really pleasantly surprised. I've kind of had, and you, you all know, I'm sure, as pre- preparing people for marriage, like kind of a gamut of couples, you know, those who are completely convinced and committed to the teachings of the Church and those who seem to be walking through the motions. And they don't really like coming to my classes usually, right? Like, they don't want to be there. Um, but... I've had a few couples come back on uh, because we meet a minimum of three times. And so they'll come back on the second session and they'll say, you know, I wasn't really listening last time. Uh, Can you just start over? And it's just so beautiful to know Uh, that they've like thought about it and actually wanted to learn now. So, yeah, there's been a few times where it's like, oh, this is what I'm here for. This is why I'm doing Mm -hmm. this. So, yeah, it's been beautiful.
1: Well, Marissa Dupong, thank you so much for joining us and uh, taking a little bit of a respite from your uh, active life as a a boy mom and uh, uh, blessings uh, to you and your ministry and to your family.
3: Thank you, Father. Thank you. I appreciate being on here and I hope you guys have a wonderful day.
1: Thank you. Thank you very much. Well, before we wrap things up for the second hour, let's uh, toss it back to Brooklyn at uh, Command Central for a preview of our next show.
3: On the next Real Presence Live, Monday, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, our host is Father Kaz- Father Randall Kazel from St. Michael's Church in Pine, Minnesota. Follow we'll on Peter and Teresa Martin to talk about celebrating the wisdom of hum- humani vitae. Also, straight talk with Father Randall Kazel and all-, and all that and much more on the next Real Presence Live, Monday, 9 to 11 a.m. Central.
1: Thank you, ma'am. We sure appreciate your help there uh, with our program today. Uh, So looking ahead uh, in these last couple of minutes here before we uh, have to sign out, uh, sign off for the day. uh, Neat uh, event is starting up tomorrow. The uh, North Dakota State Fair out in Minot. And I'm going to be taking a little time at the beginning of next week to visit some friends from the area and uh, take in the state fair. So that's something that uh, is a highlight for a lot of our families, especially those who have um, uh, cattle they're showing or uh, 4-H exhibits, various things like that. Also, um, in the local church, uh, there are a couple of um, uh, events regarding dioceses in Minnesota. We heard earlier this summer that um, Bishop Robert Barron has been um, uh, appointed the next bishop of Winona, Rochester. Next week, I believe, he's going to be installed. And uh, just a few days ago, we received word um, that uh, Bishop Chad Zielinski from the diocese of fairbanks alaska has been appointed to become the new bishop of new ulm minnesota both of those uh, places are almost within their entirety within part of the real presence radio listening uh area and will be featuring those uh will be featuring those installations coming up so um uh our prayers and our blessings to them and to those parishes and those dioceses as well so as we uh bring things to a close We ask for the Lord's guidance, especially with this coming Sunday's um, a day for grandparents and the elderly uh, to watch over, especially those who are uh, homebound, uh, vulnerable, and lonesome. Uh, with the uh, memorial of Saints Anne and Joachim, the parents of the Blessed Virgin Mary coming up, and also to pray for our couples preparing for marriage and married couples that they may embrace NFP as a lifestyle, as a direction for them to move forward in the vocation that God has chosen for them. On behalf of Father Jason, Jason, Jason Leffer and all of us at Real Presence Live. Father James Gross, wishing you all the best. Until next time, God bless you.
0: This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6.